I'm so excited to share with you today's interview with Dale. And Dale and his family run a flower business in Melbourne, Australia. And what I love about their story is that Dale isn't the designer. Dale is the one who wants to make sure that their business is a business. So the way that the dynamic works in their family is that Dale does all of the operations, money, logistics, systems, rigor, (laughs) planning in the business. And then his son, Adam, is actually literally the face of the business because it's called Adam the Flower Man. And Adam is the designer. And I think Dale's story is such an incredible example of how it literally takes two sides of our brain to create a successful floral design business. And if you are the type of human who is lucky enough to work with somebody in your business who you do get to divide and conquer, you do get to, in partnership, get to be the left brain, right brain kind of things, I think it's incredibly powerful. And if you're the kind of flower boss or CEO where you are doing both sides of the equation, I think it's really reassuring for you to hear the fact that it does take both sides of the equation to make it work. Being a successful flower boss and business owner requires left brain and right brain thinking. And I think that's why I love hearing Dale and Adam's story and their relationship and how they get to come at their business in a way that serves them and a way that suits their skill sets. And I think it's so helpful for us to know that we get to do that in our own business. I think these guys are such an incredible example of being able to find creative fulfillment and financial fulfillment in your flower business. And I want you to know that it's possible for you too. So my friend, if you're on the fence about signing up for the Flower Boss Bootcamp, I want you to listen to Dale's story. I want you to listen to some of his aha moments and some of his very juicy nuggets that he shares with you, particularly around raising your prices. (laughs) Because I will tell you right now, These guys were not like on the bandwagon of wanting to raise their prices, but I'm really happy that I was right. (laughs) It's so fun because so many of us, myself included, right? I was so hesitant to raise my prices, but I'll tell you, I get to take my examples and I get to show you guys that there is a better way to run your business. So my friends, I want to introduce you to Dale. I want you to check out his story and then I want you to sign up for the Flower Boss Bootcamp so you can come hang out with him and me live in person in our private community and get even more of the goodness. Okay, so first things first, we're all just going to go around this fun room that we have. Um, The first thing I'm going to tell you guys is you guys don't know each other, and that's fine, because you all know me, and I love you all. So that's kind of all that you need to know, right? Right? Correct. I'm going to just jump in and ask each one of you to introduce yourselves, say your name, the name of your business, where in the world you're based, and a little bit about your flower business. So Dale, do you want to go first? I can. Um, my name's Dale, obviously. Um, I'm 
one half of or a part of I'm Adam the Flower Man. We're based in Sandringham here in Melbourne. And at the moment, with uh, restrictions, we're doing basically operating on the basis of um, click and collect phone orders. And we just keep waiting until we can get back to what we normally do. So, yeah, very restricted. We're lucky, you know, I hate the word, but pivoted towards that and away from, well, we've basically lost all our weddings and um, corporate work. But year to year, the numbers are sort of still sort of matching, sort of. So it's good that we're, um, that it's going okay. And it's a good path ahead once we can trade again. Yeah. So I'll fill in the blanks a little bit because I'll let you guys know that Dale and his, his whole family. <laughs> yes. He has coerced his entire family to come in and run this business um, with him. Adam the Flower Man is the face of the design side of things. Dale's here to make all the money. (laughs) (laughs) And pass that knowledge But I will also tell you guys too, Dale is like obsessed with plants. I have a beautiful shop in fancy, fancy pants, Melbourne. Um, I think Melbourne has also officially reached the pinnacle of the single longest locked down collective number number one. Um, (laughs) but there's light at the end of the tunnel so Dale I'm going to ask you um, just the first question which is what do you think the biggest um, challenge was that you were facing and why did you want to sign up to this to the program why did you want to work with us yeah look originally we've basically started from scratch in fact we sort of well Adam started at our kitchen table and with a with a Shopify account and just you know slightly cobbled it all together and um we got to a point thinking that we can expand on this and make a business um and then we you know he was getting shopify and then we had a, a number of wedding inquiries he was uh, at the time you know needing to go to cafes and meeting people to do it that way rather than our kitchen table um so yeah we sort of saw that we could do something there i had a sort of a career change and decided to get out of what I was doing for the last 30 odd years. And um, yeah, so we put a business together, um, found a shop front. We wanted a shop front. Um, There's pros and cons, obviously, but we sort of, we're really wanting to go into that sort of corporate and wedding events sort of thing. And then we would be able to use the shop and um, to really, yeah, have people come in and, and just sell everyday flowers as something just to keep revenues turning over. So we really sort of worked everything out ourselves and then I come across your podcast. And so a lot of the challenges you were discussing were the things we were doing, you know, we had maybe eight tenths that worked out, but it was always that little bit and we could spend weeks, months trying to work that solution. But then I could speak with you once a week and do the work, the workbooks and that and work it out pretty quickly and just move on. So you've already, you know, you'd already pioneered the way of doing things and have been through those challenges. So I thought it was a, yeah, a good way to connect and turbocharge our, you know, our pathway really. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's, better. that's certainly one of my missions is we made so many mistakes that <laughs> I'm like, Hey, instead of even explaining to you what not to do, just don't even worry about any of this stuff. Here is kind of the roadmap. Here's as much of the how-to as I can give you so that you f- you do feel like it's like you've got clarity in terms of what to spend your time and energy on, how to get the customers, how to price the things, and then you can turn your business into what you want to turn your business into. So what yeah, would no, you no. say in your mind, Dale, is the best lesson or one of the best lessons that you learned so far being part of this program? Number one is no 
your ideal customer, right? And once you know that, and that's determined by what you want to do, and don't be afraid of that, um, you know, you've got to know what you want to do and, you know, not everyone's your customer. So you just got to have faith in what you do and then go and find those people. So you, you generate your marketing and that around it. You know, you, you need to know what, you know, you work out your price levels you want to aim at and you've got to, you know, work towards those um, and decide what you will do and won't do. That's it. We don't sell Gerberas. We don't sell you know, a lot of sort of, stuff you go and buy at the supermarket but you know it's a decision we have people all the time asking for it there's a market but it's not what we do so i think that's the the crux of that you know where that is Mm -hmm. which is such a uh valuable lesson to learn and i feel like we're always learning it every day right and it's really i remember i was talking about the idea of embracing the discomfort particularly when you have a retail shop and you have a customer standing in front of you and they want to pay 35 (laughs) dollars And it's like, well, let's just embrace, like, how awkward can this feel? This can feel so awkward. But really, I think having that, that conviction and being okay with it feeling really awkward to be like, oh, if you want a $35 solution, let me point you to this cute little cyclamen. Yeah, but and, it's not, it's not worth, sorry, it's, it's yeah. not worth the pressure and the anxiety it produces, right? It's other people do it better, you know, other florists, you know, you've got a bit of conviction there. But, you know, at the end of the day, Adam's created an aesthetic that's what we do. And we're comfortable with that. We can stand behind that. It's a good business model for us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And particularly for you guys, right. And be willing to let the cheap and cheerfuls go, go somewhere else. Yeah. yeah it's always the drama ones as well. <laughs> <laughs> I always had this theory um, because for us, it always felt like those, the, the lowest value orders always had the number, the maximum number of names you could write on a card. <laughs> It was like the $35 order wanted 17 names and the longest card message written on the bouquet. And it just was like so many signs of the fact that this is not where you guys should be spending your time. So, but I also think for so many of us, we have to learn those boundaries. We have to learn those no's by doing it, right? By doing the bouquets and doing the arrangements and then having somebody else come along and be like, you can stop doing that. But I think that's also just, that's just time and experience. And, and that's, I think it's just running a business. You've just got to, it's time and you learn those things and you can't race to it as much as we want to, but it, it's just experience. And like we're now into our, going into our fourth year and we're still, you know, still learning. And the thing is, you just got to keep reviewing your processes, the systems, you know, the, the, sh- the shop layout and the aesthetics, the whole, the whole lot, wrapping, obviously the, the floral design, but yeah, you just got to keep working to that till you get a product point that you like and, and you can stand behind and, and feel conviction with it. Mm-hmm. So Dale, I'm going to come back to you and just ask you, what did you think it would be like working with me before you actually started working with me? <laughs> well, really, I, I sort of, because I've listened to so many of the your podcasts prior, it's sort of, I thought I already had that sort of relationship anyway. So I got what I expected. And, and it's more about clarification because that's really, yeah, a lot of it is just to know that you're on the right way because, as you say, you are the CEO. You can see a lot of, you know, what other people are doing. You know, we have a, n- a number of florists in a fairly small, you know, area to us. So looking at their, what, what trying to guess what their business model is and sometimes it clarifies what 
what your business model isn't. Um, but yeah, it's you know it's such a closed shop, so you know, you just can't go and find twenty podcasts. You can't go and buy a book. When you do talk to people that you know about it, that you're just getting going, it's sort of like you know, well, good luck with that. Off you go. So, as a as a great resource, and you know, I've continued through going through the boot camp, you know, again, um, and always refining it. So, and it's the same thing, you know, with us now. We you know, we're setting we're setting budgets and and revenue targets now that we realise we're actually going to have to employ people. So that's now the next challenge. You know, something that we started, I wanted to avoid. But to, to grow the business, we don't have a choice. You ran out of kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, which is a good thing. We're not running out of kids, but it's a good thing that we're, we're sort of slowly meeting our targets and, and our ambitions. So it would have been good if we didn't have COVID two years. You know, I think we would have really well you know, progressed, but I guess we've been able to consolidate during this time as well. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But certainly doing the the program and the courses uh, just sort of solidifies your thinking. And I remember you said to me once, you know, the, the void of information around the business of flowers and making money as a florist and everybody, you know, you talk to a designer and you talk to designers and they're all in a room and all they want to talk about is design. Right. And this, this idea of, but I've got questions about running the business and like, it's the fastest way to like spread everybody out. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that's a, a, a good thing with our business where, you know, Adam does the design. He likes, he doesn't like using the word playing with flowers, but you know, he, he likes all that aesthetic and the design process and that. So you know, he gets to concentrate on that. I like all the, as you would say, playing with spreadsheets and, and working <laughs> your way ahead. So, you know, it's a good mix. We stay in our lanes and, you know, over time, he will obviously take that over. But, yeah, you just it, – it's just a, a continual learning process. So it's good that we've got both. Um, I guess it's fairly hard if you're trying to do all things, and that's what I'm sort of learning, you know, trying to have a family business. As your volumes increase, you can't do everything and, and you need it. You need help. But then I think that's what Sarah was saying, you know, suddenly now you've got work cover and all those issues, which are the things I was trying to avoid. (laughs) So, but that's just the reality of, yeah, growing your business. Yeah. The reality of being successful and making money. (laughs) (laughs) The downside of making money. So um, if you could rewind the clock back to like January, February of this year, what do you think the biggest challenge was that was kind of keeping you up at night? Um, oh, it's a tough one, actually. Um, the biggest thing we've always worked with is, is just making sure we're making a good, you know, a good product. Quality is a big thing for myself, you know, having something that is accessible and, yeah, just making the business a good business. You know, I come from a different angle than a lot of florists and, and people, but, yeah, it's just trying to build a good business and, you know, with solid foundations. And it just takes time. It really does. And keep working on things. So, you know, we, we've not tried to expand too much, but just keep re- refining our processes and, you know, the website pricing. And we have did, you know, we did a lot of work, you know, with the pricing anchors um, in the, the last, what is it, 10 months, you know, when we, we started in February, January with it, our pricing is, is increased and there's more customers. There's not less. <laughs> so, you know, it's these things, you know, they play in your mind, but there's a system. You know, back to the boot camp, it's very, you know, it's very systematic. 
where you build the foundations of what, you know, the planning and the goals and then the marketing side. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. And I think just knowing that you do, there is a formula and there is a process, right? And we don't have to just, you know, throw spaghetti at the wall and just hope for the best that you can come back to, you know, an actual plan and then just be like, oh crap, it's working. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I would, you know, Adam likes creativity and I sort of go back and say, everything has a, everything has a system, everything has a process, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just got to make sure they don't sort of diverge <laughs> too much. Yeah. And building, you know, enough systems and enough processes for, you know, I'm a huge advocate for process really allowing us to channel our creativity, but getting to whatever the sweet spot needs to be within your business, right. That allows you guys to run the business the way that you want to run, helps you manage profitability, helps Adam create the work he wants to create. And I think too, right. Like exactly as you're saying, like you keep, trying and you keep iterating because our expectations are high, right? Because when you talk about particularly that totally resonates with me, this like our expectation of quality is like up here, which in reality takes about 17 different things to happen. And knowing sometimes we're not going to hit the mark, but again, we're going to create a process for our business. If we have to deal with a customer complaint, if the product's not up to par, if we get something in from the grower and it's not good enough, like just this constant, where can we put a process or a system in place to allow Adam the flower man to put the work out to the standard that you guys want to put out into the world? And what kind of customer service does that look like? And wrapping and packaging and all that stuff to keep meeting your guys' expectation. No, and, it, and it's a team. And it, I think it's like what Sarah was saying before about, you know, having your flower recipes and all that and being confident in giving them over, handing them over to people to execute it. it, it it's, you, you know, you need to have those systems and that in place. And it's just the reality to grow a business or else you're really employing yourself. You, you know, you're not making it, creating a business. So, you know, you've just got to put all those stepping stones in place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, Dale, I'm just going to come back around to you. Is there anything else that you wished you had said during this little podcast party? Any other words of wisdom you want to pass along to anybody? It's a journey and it's a process. Um, I went through the, the course, what, January, February, and I, I've stayed involved at afar. But when I want something, I, I'll go and ask the question and people will come in and say, that's a good idea. or go, hey, no, don't do that. This is what's happened previously. So... Yeah, I find it as a, a really good resource and a tool um, just to, to bounce those ideas off because you know, we don't deal with other florists. It's, mm-hmm. it's ourselves. So it's ongoing and you know, I'm going through the boot camp again at the moment and it's just refining things. Um, and the thing is, you, know, you do the work, do, do the, the workbooks. And then you know, I always made sure that I did something to the website, something to scripts, something you know, that there was a you know, there was a result at the end of, of doing everything to make sure everything moves. I mean, if you look at our website, you know, there's, you've seen a lot of it before. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is, you don't have to sit there for hours trying to work it out. You know, it's what you say, freely, just cut and paste. It works. And, you know, you don't have to try and work out the best things to say. You, know, you just tweak it and, and it, then you can go back and, and put your own own spin on it. But you're not there floundering for hours and, you know, end up with no action at all in, in action. So if you want to take action, the tools are there and it's, it's really worth it. Amazing. 